What's up, Comeback Stories family? It's Donnie here with a little Monday Motivation Raw. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about positivity. This message is actually inspired by my guy and my pastor, Reverend Richard Mirage, who was our guest a couple weeks ago. And this was the topic of his sermon today. And I just got so inspired by his words. I'm always inspired by his words, but I want to pass a little on to you. So we know two things for sure. Positivity works. But we also know positivity doesn't always work. There's this saying out there, you may have heard it, called toxic positivity. And this is really when we use positivity to gloss over the mental and emotional uh, factors and our own pain and drama that might be going on. And we can often bypass some of the work and some of the blocks that need to be uncovered. But regardless, having this true positive mindset and having it work for us, it really does require a shift in our consciousness. So what to you is positive thinking? I know for me, a lot of it has to do with hope and optimism, but with the intention of bringing out the best in ourselves. So the message today had to do with the seven tips or the seven ways of bringing more positivity into your life. The number one way is to be responsible. For so many people, they'd rather run away or make excuses or blame or project fault outside of ourselves instead of taking personal responsibility and taking ownership. So when we don't accept personal responsibility for our own stuff, we're really just giving our power away. Because no, what, no matter what happens in our life, we have the power and the resources to change, to choose, to learn, to seek help and really improve the situation, even if it's just our perspective of the situation. So if we really want to live a life of intention and walk a spiritual path or be a spiritual person, this means we have to fully accept responsibility. We got to bring healing, bring forgiveness, reconciliation to truly own our power and step into our greatness. Number two, be present. This means be present when life is going well and also when life isn't going so well. Because the truth is all of the experiences, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, they're all a part of life. So we can't just bypass or fast forward or deny or pretend something didn't happen. We have to know there's always going to be challenges and it's all about how we handle those challenges, how we can meet our edge and soften or embrace the waves and the curveballs that are being thrown at us. It's about being mindful and being engaged and, and fully present and bringing in and allowing some of those unwanted feelings to actually sit in those and feel. Because we say the only way to truly heal is to feel. So we got to embrace it all. We got to ride the waves and learn how to surf. Number three, be clear. The hardest times to make decisions is when we're not clear on what we want. This is why knowing your core values is so important because your core values become that filter system for every decision that you make. So how clear are you? 
about who you are and what you want in life? Do you write about this? Do you take time to reflect and create vision on what that looks like? Because clarity and vision are an essential part of the path if you really want to live a purpose-driven life. So you just got to ask yourself questions and reflect and actually take time to sit and listen and just trust that the clarity will come. I think a lot of us get caught up in what society says we need to do, and then it makes it confusing to actually make heart-based decisions. That's why we got to come back to our values because there's this relentless push from marketing and media and society to value meaningless possessions and material things. So we got to get clear on who we are and what we want out of life and what a purpose-driven life looks like for us. Number four, be forgiving. You can't be positive if you can't let go of the crap. If you can't let go or release the emotional baggage or the regret or the guilt or the shame, we have to be able to loosen or untie and free ourselves from the pain. We can't continue to drag ourselves through the glass or if somebody caused pain on you, we can't continue to keep replaying it over and over again. And you don't even need to know how to forgive. It's all about being willing. So forgiveness is about finding freedom from yourself, not finding freedom for yourself. You've been hearing me say this a lot. It's about freedom from ourselves and getting out of our own way. And you don't have to forgive all the time, only when you want to feel peace and happiness. So if you want peace and happiness all the time, then forgiveness is going to have to become an essential part of your practice day in and day out. Number five, be grateful. We know gratitude changes the way we see the world. You can't be grateful and stressed at the same time. You can't be grateful and anxious or grateful and afraid at the same time. I believe in the power of a consistent gratitude practice because I've seen it work magic in my life. The more I focus on the good, the more good comes into my life because where our attention goes energy flows. If we're looking for the good, we see the good. If we're looking for all the bad and looking for things to go wrong, more of that's going to come. So you can share gratitude with your family. You can start a text chain, maybe with a group of friends, texting three things you're grateful for every day. These are just great ways to create accountability. And everybody wins when you're practicing gratitude. I also like to think about beginning and ending the meditation practice or prayer with gratitude and just giving thanks, constantly coming from that place of gratefulness. Number six, be bold. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. And they say that the fortune favors the bold, the people that are willing to step up lean into discomfort, like a growth mindset says that we can embrace challenges and really do what you're called to do despite what others think. So are you willing to step out and lean into the unknown and the discomfort? Sometimes that might just be small things like saying yes or saying no or doing something new or setting a boundary or speaking your voice or admitting or asking for help. 
It is power. There is power in being bold and walking through the fear because on the other side is great freedom. And that's all we're looking for. Number seven, be silent. There is so much strength in silence. It is really what connects us to God, higher power, universe, spirit, whatever you choose to call it. Spending time every single day in silence, whether that's in meditation, in reflection, getting out into nature, this is one of the most powerful things we can do to bring peace to our minds, inspiration to our hearts, clarity to our goals and our vision, and purpose to our life. The truth is, when we can take time to find solitude or get silent or go inward, we can actually listen better. We can listen to our own intuition, we can listen to our bodies, and we can really show up in the world and listen and be more present for others. So it really is a mindset. This positivity is a way of life, and it's a pathway to peace and more happiness in our lives. And I'm just so grateful for thought leaders and inspirational people like Reverend Richard Mirage, who has for so many years planted so many seeds in my own heart, and it's where a lot of my wisdom comes from, and I'm just grateful to share it with all of you. So I hope you have an amazing week. Stay positive, stay in the flow, keep the proper perspective, and just take time to get silent so you can listen and you can show up in the world and be more present because when you're present, not only do you win, but everybody else around you wins too. Have a good week.